Welcome to this week in Metropolis. Uh, King P here and Stelio7 and welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis. Um, what I want to start with this week which leads on from what we, we've spoken a bit about Westworld, you're a particular fan of uh, the, the programme Westworld Indeed. and it's you know, it's, it's, I think it's meant to be in the future. I'm correct, aren't I? Or, or do they not really give a well, timeline yeah, such for it? it? I, I guess the the technology in it would give the assumption yeah, that is a, a little bit further and so on. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I, I, something I've read about it's something I've been waiting for for a very long while, um, but because it, it's just a dream come true more than anything else. Um, is the Star Wars land, um, which has uh, been built in California, um, in uh, Disneyland in, in California. And I think you know, from reading about it, really, it's it's the closest we're going to come to Westworld for, <laughs> for, for a little while. Um, I, I don't know if you've read anything about it or, or, or seen anything about it. Um, so what they've done is that they've created... Uh, a, a separate section of Disneyland. They are now doing it in Florida as well, um, and it is uh, pretty much a, a, a reproduction of, of Moss Eisley Spaceport, which, if you remember, in, in the um, start, episode four, um, when uh, Obi Wan and Luke go and first meet Han Solo, and they, and they got in the cantina bar and doing their funny creatures in it and so yeah. on. They've created that whole thing pretty much from right. from scratch. It has got a name. I can't remember the name of the actual place. They've named it uh, as as a location. Um, can't remember. Apologies. Uh, what? Oh, it's a, a Black Spire outpost. Oh no, I think that's a um, possibly another part of it. Anyhow, yeah, they've created this thing. What they've done is really clever as well. Is they've dug down before they've actually built it. And, and the reason they did that is so that when you're in there, you can't see any of the rest of the park. So right. you think it, it gives you this impression of being somewhere else. Mm. So you've got the height of the buildings, but you don't see anything else in, in, in the park. But okay. I digress. The, the thing what really to, for, for me adds the, the, to Westworld, um, sort of tinge, uh, for want of a better word, of it, is the the people that are there that work for Disney are actually in character a lot of them. Mm. So when you speak to them, they will um, be people from the rebellion, or they will be local people that live mm. in that particular location, and they will say to you, "Oh, be careful! Don't talk about this thing because the the, the Empire are listening." And the, the one example that was given in the um, thing I read about it was so this guy who, who was doing the, the review spoke to someone who he recognized I think there's an app which you can you can follow and sort of scan things and find out what they are he recognized someone who was supposed to be a character from the rebellion 
and he spoke to them about you know their fight against the empire and so on they're all completely in character they were having this conversation later on there was someone else from the rebellion there they remembered his name and said oh john let's say john you know may the force be with you or whatever you know i hear you're a fan of our cause and it just continued this whole thing mm. throughout, which is just insane. But but the the thing for me, which uh, again, I I hope to go and and it's definitely something I, I want to do, is you can build your own lightsaber. Wow, wow, wow. That, that's that's cool. How they've done it in the rest of the place, you've got. You've got the cantina bar where you can go and you can drink with um, sort of all these aliens and, and stuff. Um, there, so there are actual shops and that which are staged. But to build your own lightsaber, you it's not as simple as just going into shop. You have to find it and you have to follow a map and you go down the this alley um, and there's a, a place called Savvy's Workshop. And you apparently go to this place and say... I want to build lightsaber and the, the person goes oh we don't do that we've only got junk here mm. and, and you have to say I'm interested in this junk and and they let you in and then it, again it's completely in, in character there's someone there and he sells you the pieces and and they teach you how to put the bits together and mm. and so I mean it, it sounds sounds awesome the size of it, I'm guessing. Is is there any details on how big the whole uh, park, sure. if we call it a set park, whatever you want to call it, is? I'm not sure. Because well, the reason I ask that is because how many people are going to be flowing through it all at once? Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just going to be you walking about. If you you know if you if you're lucky enough to get over there and go to it. Yeah, there's going to be lots of people. Is it big enough and vast enough for there to be lots going on all at the same time? And, and I admit that. Well, just to tell you the size, so I've just seen that it's 14 acres. Oh, so, wow, that is big. So, so yeah, it's, it's pretty big, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But you're right. It's when you see because um, the, the the pictures I saw of it were of on the opening day, I guess it was when they had the press going around, so you could see there was a lot less people there. Mm. Um, but it's um, what they've done is they've, I think you have four hours in there. Okay. So it's they, they filter people through so that it minimises that, you know, everyone packed in there. So I, I guess that's the thing that would take the illusion off a little bit mm. because, you know, people there in their disney t-shirts and mm. carrier bags and stuff well, like and, that you know star wars is such a huge franchise that the the appeal worldwide to go yeah. to something like that would be extreme so um you can imagine the amount of people that would um would want to be taking part in it that's it, it exactly it's, it's gonna be an enormous draw isn't it for anyone who's even slightly interested in does it. it does it say anything mention anything about cost or anything like that or is it just part of the the disney experience i believe it's just part of the disney experience um there are bits uh, I, I think i'm guessing they sort of earn their money from um buying you know the drink and the and the food any so sort of merch and any anything that, that's it all, all of that stuff there is a there's a hundred foot replica of the millennium falcon which wow. i think you can do 
Um, it's like, well, I don't know what they're called, you know, when you used to sit in the thing and it'd move while you was watching a video, you know, mm. that sort of thing. But a really cool version of that and it moves and it's as if you're flying the Millennium Falcon and, mm. yeah, uh, absolutely nuts. And and this is open now, did you say, or it, is it... It opened certainly within the last couple of weeks, uh, yeah. I believe. And they're, and they're currently... They're now currently building uh, the one in Florida as well. Um, so is it, they've got, uh, spent over a billion um, yeah. just on that section uh, alone, which, which is unreal. Is is there any mention of any kind of um, key characters being being there, like pl- characters being played by by staff there? Well, there are, I believe, when you're in there again, sort of you know why I said about the. Re- Rebellion warning you about the empire. The stormtroopers come through. I'm not sure whether sort of Darth Vader turns up and, and, awesome. and things like that. It did say when um, you're building your lightsaber. Apparently, someone there's a guest appearance. So yeah, I don't know. What, I guess it's one of the Jedi's. You know, come yeah. in and and make sure you built it properly and things like that. But it's I don't know. I, I think. For me, being a fan, I, I think even though there are probably possibly the shortfalls of yeah, you are in a theme park and that, I think mm. you would probably get lost in it. Mm. If you know what I mean. I know when the reviewer was talking about the the app on the phone where you walk around and it, it you log things, and apparently there are sort of QR codes you can scan in that. And one of the things he found um, was this little shop where they had. Um, he thought, oh, I recognise that, that in there, and it was uh, Boba Fett's, uh, um, uh, was it jetpack? Mm-hmm. Where it was in the shop and and, and things like like that. Just yeah, just little touches. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's all about for for proper fans like yourself. Yeah. And you you if you've got an eye for detail, you'll notice them sort of things. Exactly, it, it sounds incredible. And if it's not an extension on the price of what it is to go to Disney and all that, then even more so to experience it and yeah. i mean certainly people from the uk where we are will go to disney for a couple of weeks won't they 10 days to two weeks so yeah. to take four hours out of that time to go and experience that would be incredible yeah. oh, indeed oh, what i was going to say to you now is can you think of any other franchise really then they could transfer to because mm. I, I i don't know no, Disney owns Marvel now. I don't know, you know that that isn't something. I guess Star Wars has got the the benefit of it's based in particular lands, and it's always had a realism that you can create. You can identify in that realism, and um, whereas you know Marvel, I guess, would be another one. But would they create Asgard? I, I don't know. You know, would these things work? They. they... Hmm. They could do the Battle of New York, I guess, which yeah. is quite a key moment throughout the the ten year of the phases that we've we've obviously been through. Yeah. I mean, Marvel have done their thing. Do you remember? Um, I was actually asked if I wanted to go to one of the things, but that's not not the same. But it's almost like a bit of a workshop where you can see all the. Um, a lot of the the props and um, like the Harry Potter thing, a tie, yeah, kind of a bit like that. They yeah. had one in London, um, not too long ago. Um, I'm not sure if there was any sort of involvement thing on that, not to that level, anyway. No. 
And as for other franchises, I mean, one that you'd probably like would be if they'd done a Fast and the Furious one. But um, I, I <laughs> but don't know. I think they do. They've, I'm sure there has been some sort of um, arena thing that they did with the cars, okay. where where you'd be in there and the cars would do do stunts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, Vin, Vin Diesel didn't turn up or anything, though. Unfortunately, but don't worry because if it happens again, obviously John Cena will John be Cena there. John Cena will be there. That'll um, be the best show yeah. As he's now signed up. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I couldn't think of it. I mean, Harry Potter's not actually a bad one if you think about it on it for from a, a, young, a younger audience. Yeah, in Universal Studios, uh, I think they've got. Um, uh, uh, Diagon Alley, which you, you, you're not a particular fan, are you? Of, of Harry Potter? I'm, I'm familiar with bits of it, but I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. So uh, no, Diagon Alley is sort of no, um, it's where he gets his wands, and there's a wand shop and and a sweet shop, and and all of those sort of things there. And I believe in Universal Studios, they completely recreated it, and you can go in each shop, so you you have that that experience. Um, but I don't don't know whether it's necessarily on the on the level of people being in character and and, and, and that sort of thing. But no, interesting stuff. Well, I've got some some news from a from a different um, topic altogether from over the last week, which um, which friend of the show Mark told me to to bring up. He he sent me the details on it, which is. Um, some gaming news regarding Google and their new um, subscription-based um, gaming console. It's not really a console. It's all going to be online. So it's a, it's a platform. Um, it's coming out in November, I believe, in the UK. Um, and just just been reading up about it. It's, it sounds really interesting because even the, the pricing has been released for it, and I think the standard pricing is something like eight ninety nine a month, something like that, to subscribe. It's all well, going to be. What do you get for for the eight ninety nine? Well, so so that's just for general streaming games online. Uh, there'll be a um, catalog of games that you can access, I guess. Um, but but just. Some of the little touches on this, I thought, uh, from reading the article that, that Mark sent me, was things like you'll be able to watch like a trailer on YouTube, almost like a YouTube trailer for a game. And if you like yeah. the look of it, at the end of the trailer, you'll be able to press play game. And within five seconds, you'll be playing that game. Five seconds. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I mean your internet speed will play a part on that as yeah. well. But I mean, even a lower speed internet, I think it just almost I um, guess it's buffering it, in the background it, it, it impacts it? Yeah. more on on the quality of the, so yeah. if you want 4k you're obviously going to want a higher end um internet um service but yeah so the subscription it says for it says um Stadia Pro subscription will set you back 8.99 a month for this monthly payment you'll be able to access a library of games to which additional titles will be added regularly um, it's mentioned that you can buy games whenever you want, which suggests that some titles, presumably brand new releases, will need to be brought separately mm. um, in addition to your subscription. But I mean, when you think about games consoles now, Xbox, PlayStation, we all pay 
a yearly subscription or a monthly yeah. so you want to do it to play online and you some of them you get a benefit of get a, a free download of a game every month that, yeah. yeah um but it looks like google are really going to um gonna gonna hit this hard and and put put quite a bit into it um some of the other stuff that i read on it um so some of the cool features um means that you'll be able to use your google assistant to ask for help on certain games if you're struggling with it that's mad um you'll also be okay able... google finish this level for me <laughs> yeah how do i do this i mean i remember the same person mark he gave me um metal gear solid for um playstation 4 which i've i've still got i remember playing the first section of it and getting stuck <laughs> And then I died, and they just kept rebooting in the same section. And I just kept getting killed, and I thought oh, I'd give up with this, and I didn't even bother. That is as literally as far as I got with that. Um, for, for Metal Gear Solid, I think it would be okay. Google, how long is this cutscene? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this cutscene is three hours. Very long. It's a great game, though. Don't don't knock it. I'm not um, but also, you'll be able to live stream your gaming experience at, at any point in the game that you want. So you could show your mates while you while you're playing it. You could also show your mates live, and then they can join the game while you're playing it as well. Because right. it's all you you won't need a console, so it's literally just going to be on a tablet, on a PC to start they've with. Actually, got on a the controller, haven't they? No, they've they've there, released them. Sure yeah, there's, a, there's a controller. It looks it looks like a standard controller now with two. Um, sticks in the middle a bit yeah. very much like the playstation and xbox controllers so it doesn't there's not a great deal of difference on that i don't know whether it's got the trigger buttons they're not uh in in view of the picture that i've got um <clears throat> i think they are releasing it to start with on the pixel right which again it's a mobile as well so even the access to to games on that as well sounds awesome not that i've got a pixel but i know a few people that have and yes, then they start spreading out further to that and what, as it said about what games yeah, it's launching so, with? Yeah, so there's there's a few that it's mentioned. I mean, bear in mind these are going to be cross. A lot of these are going to be cross-platform. They're intending to do, but they haven't mentioned the ones that you would expect, like Fortnite and Rocket yeah. League. But but that's not to say they won't be um, coming out. So um, with regards to games, ones that kind of stand out to me that i recognize there's one called wolfenstein which i remember on the playstation which was supposed yeah, to be a good game really really old game classic yeah. um yeah. destiny 2 is going to be there and i know a lot of people have talked about destiny mm. um samurai Shodan rings a bell now one that obviously screams out to me football manager 2020 um <laughs> straight away i mean yeah you, you can know, play now on dial up though could you it's exactly. not a get out um <laughs> also we've got um elder scrolls uh yeah, I, I, I think I, my, I think my brother's played that one so you know the crew the division uh, yeah. the sequels on them ones assassin's creed's going to be on there yeah. so there's and then sports games were nba 2k so that some of the two game 2k games might be heading right. that way Borderlands, which I feel like yeah. you might have mentioned to me. Um, Mortal Kombat 11. God, that's still going. Uh, I'm really surprised you saying that. I, I can't believe that they're still knocking those games out. I saw a trailer for that recently, and they're, and they're going into this sort of hyper-realistic 
violence mm. on, on them, like re- really gory finishing moves and that. So they, they stick to, yeah. And um, just one to finish on with, which are games that have been released, which is one of their headline ones, which is Doom Eternal. Now, Doom wow. was obviously one of the classic say? PC games from back yeah. in the day. I remember playing that when I was really young. And yeah. um, so so that's going to be on there. So, I mean, they've got, by all accounts, and there's, there's a fair few more to add to that, but by all accounts, it's going to be, you know, quite a nice library of games yeah. to, to to start off with and with it being google you can only see expanding as well but some of the other things it does say that it's going to be able to cross play um as i mentioned before so cross platform with with uh, playstation xbox etc right. um as i say it's going live in november we're, we're hearing a lot about new platforms for gaming and a lot of it now is seeming to going down the line of um subscription based yeah. you know streaming of games we we've talked a little bit before about amazon doing it going yeah. down that road potentially i think they have revealed some some stuff not to this level just yeah. yet but yeah it'd be nice to have you know a new player on the market as such mm. in in competition with playstation and xbox definitely i think it's all down you know, with all of these things and and the parallel is for me it just says to me basically Spotify, but but for games and and I think what you know may, may, with those services, I go with Spotify because it offers such a diverse mix of of stuff, mm. or music and you know old stuff, obscure stuff, new stuff. Whereas when you go to I know Amazon Music, they tend to stick to the more common things mm. or. You know, Apple Music again. It, it you know, offers their radio stations. Don't they? they all offer a different flavour of the same thing? Yeah, I think that's where Google have to do it. Is to if you're competing against something like um, Xbox um, or Steam, even then they're yeah. sort of you know competing against. You've just got to have things that people want to play mm. um, now because the, the the market is becoming quite fragmented. Epic are now trying to set up a competitor to Steam. They sell titles exclusively and that. I'd, I'd prefer if it didn't come like that, where oh, I have to go to this to bit PlayStation, do it a lot, don't they? Oh, you have to have PlayStation play this play particular this game. game. Yeah. It's a real shame. It yeah. should be available everywhere, and it's nice that they're doing that cross-party mm. thing as well. But that, that used to always be the way, though, didn't it? I think even when we go back as far as Nintendo and Sega, you always oh, yeah. had... Sonic versus own... Mario, isn't it? Yeah, you exactly, know, yeah. It? I mean, that used to be the appeal, I think, the, the selling point. And, and if anything, for a console or a developer, they would want their um, unique titles that are for that platform only yeah. um, to be the selling point. I think we touched upon it before, but with Xbox, I, I was always PlayStation growing up. But I did buy an Xbox purely for Halo and Gears of War. Yeah. Um, you know, th- them games I'd play them around my friend's house. And then I was hooked. You know, I wanted yeah. to play that game and I couldn't play it on PlayStation. So had to end up. So you can see why they tend to do that. It'd mm. be, it'd be you know, a lot nicer. But then would that take away the element of, you know, um, the, the, it would take the selling point away from, mm. from them respective brands? And I guess with um, both of those titles you mentioned, they're both both exclusive to um, 
Xbox, but I, I believe certainly in regards to Bungie, who did um, Halo, can't remember who did Gears of War, but I'm sure they're both Microsoft-owned game studios that produced mm. those games. And it was only in the past week Microsoft um, uh, acquired another games company, and I can't remember, it's a really big one, I can't remember um, the, the company it is. Um, but I think that's the route they're going to remain competitive, is they're, they're picking up these interesting smaller studios that produce really good quality games and then that sort of you know dictates their future and they know they're getting those cool games for for their service but mm. it was a couple of weeks ago i don't know if you saw that um sony and microsoft announced that they're working together on um i i don't i don't think they announced exactly what it was they were going to do but it's to do with game streaming and online services they're, they're going to collaborate in some way, mm. which I thought was quite interesting. The two of them, two mm. of the big players or biggest players, even in gaming, yeah, doing that, yeah. Mm. I, is that to do with as well? It all being cross-platform between. I believe the two? so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I did catch something about that, but yeah. I think this is. I mean, we've talked about it a bit recently off off the show um, with regards to games now and how they're changing. I mean, you play a little bit of um, Fortnite. Yeah. Um, and and you was explaining to me about the 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 world of Fortnite developing yeah. and different stories happening in game live, you know, yeah. and um, you know volcanoes erupting and everyone yeah. waiting for it. I mean, if that is the future of gaming, I think that's a, an incredible way to go because you know, for someone like me who's you know, I'll openly admit I don't play a lot of games other than football games, really. Yeah. You know, I, I've probably played more games when I was younger, but now I've kind of, you know, I haven't got the time to, really. It's a time thing, exactly. Yeah, of yeah. course it is. But, um, but when you talk to me about things like Fortnite and, and what's going on in, in that, it just sounds like, you know, it's, it's new territory, really, yeah. in, in that you can play a game... And that it changes, you know, there's not a set, you start there's, here, there's this is where path. the game ends. Oh. Yeah, it, it develops and, and the creators of it can go, right, I'm going to drop a new um, um, update for this game, which is going to create something over here, yeah. which they'll have to discover. And, yeah. you know, a bit, I mean, I'm crossing over into different territory, here, but a bit like what we were saying about Westworld and that going yeah. in there and having that open world and being able to discover different things happening, which you don't know are happening. Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like that in a, in a exactly game. That. Yeah, exactly that. And uh, the, the weird thing with, I think what makes, well, what makes Fortnite so successful as a game is really that in the sense of there aren't any rules. You've mm. got to get, you've got a game, which is a very simple premise. You're on an Island you're you've got to take out your opponents using whatever weapons you find so it's fairly simple but what they've added they've added challenges i was doing some challenges on fortnite last night for example and and the challenges were you had to find the race tracks that were hidden around the track around the island one was really obvious but the other ones are slightly more discreet mm. and do a lap of the course so the game's still going on though you're, you're still having to look out for people who are going to shoot you and, and so on okay, but, but that's an additional thing yeah you, you find this little racetrack and you get in there, there the, the balls that you can ride in or little little quad bikes and that, and that are part of the game 
and you wait in the starting grid and the lights it counts down and mm. the lights go and then you have to drive through these rings like you do in in a lot of games to complete the lap and then that's your challenge done all within the game yeah so things like that and, and were, so were other people racing you at the same time no, while you're doing this? Because so, obviously if there's loads of They could people, be, mm. because there's, there's nothing stopping them. It just so happened that the people, because when you start in Fortnite, you come on the battle bus and it's up to you where you want to jump out so you can choose where you go. So it's, you know, it can be a tactical thing. You want to go somewhere remote so that you can get what you need before you get into the battle. Some people want to go straight into the battle um so it's it's potluck but w- when i played particularly in that snowy one i was there i was just about to get in my little ball and some some dude is standing there watching me mm. who was on the other team so i shot him <laughs> the, the, the reality of that <laughs> situation no um but i think the the other thing that um Fortnite does so well is exactly what you said a minute ago is it opens up um, you can play that game anywhere, literally anywhere. And it's based, you know, plays on what you said about the, the Google thing is once you link your Epic account to all your devices, you can be playing a game on your Xbox. You can put that down. You could go on your PC and you could play. You could then be on the bus. So you could be playing it on a mobile phone. You could, you know, on a tablet anywhere that game is free, available on any platform, pretty much. You just pick it up and you go. And it's still your account. It's still all your um, sort of cosmetic stuff that you've got from the, the skins and the, and, the, and the weapons. And all of that stuff is still yours. It's still your account. You still link to all your friends because it's cross-platform compatible. You can talk to your friends via the game chat. There are no, no limits in terms of how you digest that. And I think it's the polar opposite to Xbox and Sony saying, oh, no, you can only do that on their console. Mm. But it's, it's such a positive experience, you know, in that sense, isn't it? Really is the, the future, I, I think. And they are releasing their uh, final point on it. Their Epic, who make the game, I believe, are putting that technology out so that other companies can use it. Mm. To make that like the the toolkit almost that they can then use set up their own cross-platform games, I believe. Because mm. if this is the start, really, you think like games like Zelda, open-world games like that. Zelda's yeah. huge for that back in the day, where you could yeah. go where you want. There was a game to follow, but it could just open up so many different avenues for, for yeah. different games. Um, obviously, the games like I say that I've played wouldn't really affect you know games like FIFA or things like that. It's not going to change what happens in that as such. Um, the multi-platform will, I guess, won't it? Hmm. You yeah, know, in terms of you know, being, being able to play in that, that way. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And it, it makes you ask the question, you know, why why shouldn't you be able to do that? Yeah. You know, if you, there's so many other things you can... Uh, I think, you know, we've... I remember when, which probably over 10 years ago when Microsoft started talking and the company started talking about cloud computing and it was this thing where you thought, oh, I don't quite know how that works or, or how that's going to fit in. Now you use something like OneDrive without even thinking about it. Yeah. No one even really calls it cloud computing anymore. It's just yeah. your own personal server that you move stuff around on. You can access wherever you want. Yeah. 
And why, why shouldn't you? You know, it's, yeah. it's an absolute joy. And I guess that's where gaming's going, isn't it? Yeah. And, but even with the games, you know, nowadays, um, the amount of times when you, you'll switch your console on and you'll go to play your game and it'll say there's an update waiting to be so a new update and it's just fixing a glitch or it's adding something, you know, to to it to download in, in your yeah. case for, for Fortnite, I'm guessing... Right. They, they happen quite regularly, but yeah. it, it even with something like FIFA, like I, I'll compare it to, a lot of the time I'll switch that and there's a new update because it, yeah. someone's reported something that they didn't particular or th- this particular aspect something of the game. Quite, yeah. oh, something doesn't work or we've noticed it's quite easy to score this way, so can you fix yeah. this? So they'll go on and make it more difficult. And So so really, it, it's not that difficult now for even Xbox, PlayStation, all of them to do that sort of stuff. No. It does drive me mad. Uh, I think I said this to you the other day, though, when I um, switched on Rocket League to have a, a cheeky couple of games mm. and the download to update it to this, the, I can't remember, Summer Madness or whatever, the 80s theme thing that they're doing now, 5.3 gig. Mm. And, and when you when you switch on, it's like, oh, you can't play this, you got to download 5.3 gigs worth of info. I'm like, my God. Mm. Doesn't take that long, but it's... Is that is that on your PC or on Xbox? That was on the Xbox. Yeah, and that, and that I guess that, that Fortnite is a very similar offender for that because they do such overhaul, such quite a big overhaul in the different cosmetic items that on a regular basis. Sometimes that is similar. You you put it on it. Like, oh, I've got to do three gig. Mm. It'd be nice if they had it running in the background, a bit like Windows updates itself as you're doing it. If you could do that a little bit easier, that, that might be nice. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, PlayStation does that to some extent, but then you can't access online features. So if you're playing online, which which the games we've just mentioned are, then you wouldn't be able to do it. But for for games that you're you might be playing a story mode or just a season mode in FIFA, for example, a download can be happening in the background. Yeah. It's just if you want to access online features. So if you're playing online, it won't work. Yeah. Just, just a final again, changing in another direction. But it's been we haven't had a show for a couple of weeks. But um, something we we talked about. We saw the trailer for Swamp Thing. Thought um, it looked great. Yeah, thought it looked great. Very different, for, especially for DC as well. Um, almost a bit kind of horror thriller. Mm. That's it. Sort of the, the, it was quite dark. The the trailer yeah. for it. Um, but it's part of the DC universe, so keep that in mind. Well, we thought it looked good, but someone obviously didn't because apparently, um, I don't think it's even been released yet either. I, I um, don't know whether it has, though. No. And and we thought it was a movie when we yeah. saw the trailer, didn't we? But yeah. it's, they've come out and now said that they've actually cancelled the show after season one. So it's, it's a season which, um, just looking, I don't know what platform it's coming out on, whether it'll be on TV or no, uh, Netflix, whatever. Um, but yeah, and, and it's been cut from 13 episodes to 10. Um, what worries me with that is what kind of, you know, if you're, well, first thing that worries me, we thought it was a film, yeah. you know, and, uh, Clearly, that it hasn't been advertised. Exactly, didn't I? I thought, oh, that looks like quite a good film. Mm. Apparently, isn't. But if you're doing, if you've planned a a, a story over thirteen episodes, and then you cut it to ten, how's that going to affect the story? Well, I'm, I'm 
just just looking at the article again, there there is a bit of information. It's, so the ten episodes will all be shown on DC Universe. So that's obviously a platform, an online platform that I know right. that. Um, with the second episode airing on the service on Friday as planned. So that would have been last Friday or a couple okay. of weeks ago. So last Friday, I think that would have been. But according to reports um, or to rumours, they've shut it down due to the parent company, AT&T, um, not being happy with the tone of the series. So maybe it is because... Maybe it's too horror. Too dark, yeah, maybe. But then... Yeah. Sometimes you need that, I think, to mix it up a bit because, you know, we've talked about Marvel before and and the stuff that they released on Netflix was a lot darker than the the movies or the the shows on, you know, on um, E4 or whatever show that's televised. So the the, the online stuff, all of them, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, all of them uh, franchise, that was dark. So this being dark, you know, had something different. I remember... Swamp Thing is something I remember from when I was younger, more probably from a comic side. Um, yeah. And and obviously it wasn't that dark then, if I was looking at it. But... No, I think it weren't the... Because uh, I'm sure there were some films in the 80s of Swamp Thing, and I'm sure they were quite... Um, weren't they quite comedy? I don't yeah, know. I think so. Yeah, like... Yeah, but maybe like dark comedy. But but I think that was the... Certainly to you and me, mm. um, that was the appeal when we saw the trailer for this, because it just looked looks a bit different really they it look it? refreshing yeah. it looked like yeah and uh, love or hate the dc things now yeah we've said it before on on this uh, on the podcast that they sort of lost their direction a bit and they, they, they seem to be sort of chasing something but they didn't quite know what it was and to come out with something like like this and, and purely based on that trailer you mm. thought oh great i personally thought great they're trying something new mm. and this looks pretty cool you know I'd, I'd, I'd quite like to watch that mm. yeah apparently not it, it didn't even look like one of them trailers you know sometimes you watch them and dc's been um quite um what's the word i'm looking for they, they've done this quite a few times really where they've they've released a trailer and it's almost shown all the key bits from all the, the good movie. bits around <laughs> you know what i mean and then suicide you like, squad for example yeah something that, that like was that. very much like that yeah but this didn't even look they looked like they were holding back quite a lot yeah. um you, you get the the gist you could sort of guess it parts but it, it yeah. doesn't give it all away yeah, yeah. see even me so dc but, still going strong it'll be interesting though whether uh, and, it, and it has had, again something we've talked about you know recently that's happened do you reckon it will come out people watch it and if it's successful enough and they and they get the viewers or whatever they want or there's there's some sort of, people actually engage with it and do some sort of campaign that maybe they will make more you, you never know mm, possibly um because things have changed you know with these films uh, mm. with uh, films and we were talking about the Sonic thing where they redesigned Sonic because he looked awful and, <clears throat> and and various bits. You know, That's the thing. Be... So what, it surprises me that they've already scrapped moving on to a second series because if the, they could easily write it a different way or take mm. take it in a different direction. But I, I'm, I'm just now a bit more intrigued about the DC Universe platform because there's another little line. I never existed. No, it says, as to the state of the DC Universe service at the moment, the Harley Quinn animated series is set to debut in the fall, 
Right. The first first season of Stargirl is in pr- production. Right. Titans season two is filming. And no word yet on the renewal for Doom Patrol. So, I mean, I'm not familiar with that, but it, interesting. I'm, I'm quite intrigued now. I probably have to follow Clearly up. Clearly, need to do the work with it. Yeah, well, obviously, Disney are going in that direction of having their own streaming service. Maybe DC mm. have already started that, and we just um, didn't didn't catch Who the knew? wave of that. Yeah. yeah. But I think the, the comparison, I would say, with well, a recent thing that we've spoken about. Which, which is a similar situation, but almost sort of in reverse. Venom, I was saying about watching that the other night, and Venom, I feel, could have, could have, it would have helped if it had gone in a slightly dark, darker direction because it felt like they were trying to make a, a darker film but then just threw comedy at it and it didn't mm. quite fit. And I, I don't know how well that did in the box office, but it was... It, it was okay as a film. It was a perfectly watchable film. Mm. But they've already planned the sequel. So it's almost the opposite, you know. They made an okay, Marvel made an okay film, didn't quite get it right, but they're still pushing ahead with a sequel. DC made what looked like a pretty good series, and they're already, uh, no, we're not going to do it. Mm. And, the, and right. this is the thing: the trailers are the selling points. Well, it's it's what lures you into go and mm-hmm. see a movie or watch a program, and to have one, I mean, it's just mine and your opinion is that it looks good, um, yeah. but for the actual parent company to to be the ones to come out and say they're not happy with the tone of it you think they would have had a view on that a lot they signed but, off uh, on it in yeah, the first exactly, place yeah exactly that's uh, it's just very strange and, and i haven't seen venom but from what you said it sounds very much along the lines of what marvel have done with a few of the films where they've tried mm. to add in a comedy element to them which i don't mind in in doses but it depends on and venom is not a character that i associate with comedy it's more sadistic I yeah. think of um, with Venom, but without seeing the film, I can't judge. I can just take your word for it. But yeah. interesting to see where where these two um, respective titles go. Indeed, indeed. Well, I, I think that's that's uh, covered everything for today. So uh, thank you again for listening. Indeed, and. Um, if you want to um, find out when our episodes are released and um, any other information, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. And obviously the main um, point for, for looking for where the, the podcast is, is on Anchor. And that has all the links on there for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and many more. So uh, find us at This Is uh, This Week in Metropolis. Goodbye. Goodbye.